When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, you filthy animals, to the 28th episode of Blockbuster Mentality, your favorite place to go for all things movies. I'm your host, Ben Secord. It is Friday, September 16th, 2016. With me, as always, is your co-host, Brandon H. Attica, Attica. Man, going way back for that one. Alright, we got a great show for you guys. Today, we are going to go over a lot of things. We're going to go over a lot of things. What is on tap, brother? Um, Well, got some DC things to go over. Uh, The new Batman uh, suit was released by Zack Snyder. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Man of Steel sequel news. We have an Oscar preview special today as well, so we're going to go over the the Oscar uh, predictions for this year, a little preview, um, and a whole lot more, so sit back, relax, relax, let's talk some movies. Um, As always... Once yes. I once I get the equipment fixed here, man, we're off to a great start today. Uh, we're gonna go over the box office results. And Brandon, congratulations! You were right about last week. You got it exactly right. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. which yeah. meant I was one off. For the record, I was I was one off. I flip flopped four and five. But hey, I'm not making excuses. Brandon won fair and square. Because number one, uh, we had Sully, the new Tom Hanks movie directed by Clint Eastwood, came in with $35 million. Mm. Number two, When the Bow Breaks with $14.2 million. Number three, Don't Breathe with $8.2 million. Number four, we had Suicide Squad with $5.7 million. Mm-hmm. And number five... Is the wildlife with three point three million? So, Mister Winner, anything stand out to you this week? Well, um, I'm just happy Suicide Squad's still in the top five. Uh, that's a big, big, huge one for DC. So happy about that. Now, I mean, we pretty much, like you said, you were we just you flip flopped one, but we pretty much called the top five uh, right down the middle. Um, Sully is what I expected—a pretty big opening for the first weekend. So. Not too much of a surprise there. What about yourself? Yeah, it's right down there with you. The only yeah, like you said, I'm I'm definitely excited that Suicide Squad is sticking around in the top five. It's in its sixth week, and you know, first time it's been out of the top two, uh, dropped down to number four. But yeah, still being in the top five in its sixth week, I'd say that's a win for them. Three hundred and seven million domestically. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. And then. Uh, yeah, Soli pulling in thirty-five million in its first week. Not too, not too shabby there. I, I can see it being number one next week, but we'll obviously get into predictions later on in the show. So, uh, as I said at the beginning, we have some DC news, uh, DC movie news. Obviously, you know when you do a news show, a lot of the news is going to be comic book movies. I mean, that's that's the the main thing that more details come out about because people are interested in it. They want to know what's what's happening. So what uh, what do we got in DC news this week, Brandon? Well, first of all, I want to just apologize ahead of time to our fans. Um, I'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to this <laughs> podcast. I usually print everything out, write my notes out. I've been in the training class all week, so I'm going to be trying to do this off my cell phone, and uh, so let's give it a shot. You're going to do great. I can feel it. <laughs> oh, and you saved, I... you helped the environment. You uh, saved paper today. Uh, so. I guess I will get, yes, we did. Uh, <laughs> well, like uh, my buddy Benjamin just said here, Man of Steel sequel was confirmed by Henry Cavell's management. Uh, story goes on to say, a few weeks ago, we pretty much called it out. Yeah. Man of Steel was a top priority for Warner Brothers. 
uh, was in early stages. Well, it came out this uh, during Newsweek, Danny Garcia, which is uh, Henry's manager, uh, came out and said, Henry has a big appetite. We've been in a five-month period of time where he was re-strategizing, acquiring property for his production company, and he's filming Justice League right now. He's also in development for the Superman standalone. He's beginning to expand the world. So, with that being said, uh, thoughts now that more concrete. Do you do you want his solo movie to come out before anything else? I mean, do you? What would you rather have? Like before, before what? He his movie. Will, do we? Well, we don't have a, an exact date. I'm assuming it will come out before some of the other solo movies like Cyborg and Oh, okay, Green Lantern and those. It will definitely be out before before yeah. Cyborg and Green Lantern. Mistake. No, no, no. I, I think it should, uh, just because people know Superman. I mean, Man of Steel. Uh, you know, it, it's it got. More, it seems like it got more positive feelings towards it than both Suicide Squad has, and and you know, Batman v Super v Superman has. So yeah, I, I don't see a problem with it at all. I think they should do that. Bring Superman back. Like I said, people people know him. It's going to sell tickets. I mean, Superman is arguably the biggest superhero name out there um so yeah i i i think it's a no no brainer to do that i mean bring bring back what what worked for them so far in the dc universe mostly i mean obviously people have their problems with man of steel but i'd say you know it's mainly favorable reviews what uh what do you think about it um well, I guess my my whole base is going to be off of how all the characters are developed in Justice League. Right. Uh, Superman does his job where he can carry the movie somewhat. I mean, I feel like the Batman vs. Superman, uh, which is kind of some of the other people's complaints, mostly I felt heavy Batman. I mean, we talked about the lines that uh, Henry Cavill had. It was not much when you actually think about it. Right. So, based on that, I mean, I, if, if, he, if the other characters outperform him, I would rather see them get their shot at the movie right over, over him but yeah yeah i mean it would be nice to see justice league first before you you actually judge it i mean i i think ezra miller is gonna crush it as flash so um you know i, I think he's really gonna be a shining light on this dc universe uh but yeah i you know haven't seen much of cyborg at all uh other than the quick shot we got of him got no lines from him yet but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 fine with them coming out with it before those other solo movies. But uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I just I can't imagine them putting it out before that. But I I would be happy with it either way. I completely concur with you. Thank you for concurring. Uh, what do uh, you concur? <laughs> what's uh, what's next? Well, you know, this is once again trying to bounce back between technology. Um... And talking to a microphone at the same time, um, right? Um, where do we get Man of Steel sequel? Batman's tactical suit revealed. Oh yep. boy! Wow. Uh, people, if you haven't got a chance to look at this yet, go ahead and uh, go to comicbookmovie.com. Man, this suit looks awesome. Might be the well. <sighs> might be my definitely a top two. What's uh? I mean, but, what's what's in the other two there? Top two. Well, it'd only be the other suit that they used for Batman vs Superman. Top two. So it's okay, between yeah. one of these two. Gotcha. The only thing, you know, <laughs> Zack Snyder created uh, the Watchmen. He made that movie. Right. This suit, the goggles. I don't know if you saw the close up of the goggles. Mm-hmm. Does it not remind you of um, Night Owl from from? Yeah. I was like, is that a little yeah? It's true. Yeah. Watchmen, but awesome looking suit. You know, it kind of ties in with the Deathstroke thing. This is now the active rumor that that picture Deathstroke, the video of him walking up, is in, he's in that, um, what are they calling it? The Flying Fox, I believe they were. They called it, the ship that he's on. Oh, okay. And supposedly Deathstroke's in the ship, so that's why the picture is Batman confronting Deathstroke, mm, if the rumors interesting. are true. So, that being said, two things. Your thoughts on the suit? If Deathstroke is the main villain for the next Batman movie, do they fight in this movie? Would you want to see them fight if he's going to be the next villain? Will will they fight in Justice Justice League? League? Uh, I don't know if they'll necessarily fight. Maybe they'll have a scene together. Um, 
I, I have no idea. I, I, I would like to see it, um, but I, I would actually doubt that there would be a fight in it. Um, but yeah, I mean, in regards to the suit, I, I think this actual suit part was great. Uh, love the way it looks. The, the, the goggles kind of threw me off a little. It kind of just looked like Oakley sunglasses at first glance. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall looks great. I mean, it looks like the uh, points on his uh, mask are a little taller than the regular suit, too. I mean, am I... Did I look at that wrong, or it seemed like they were a little bigger than than the short, little stubby no, ones? They they definitely seem bigger. Yeah. And the more and more I blow up this picture, more and more I think Night Owl from Watchmen. This is yeah. Kinda- <laughs> yeah. I mean, same same filmmaker. So I mean, he's 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 got a got a taste for his looks, I guess. But uh, but yeah, I mean, cool suit. Uh, it's it's very dark uh you know i would like to see a more high resolution you know brighter picture but from what i see so far i like he but uh yeah we'll see we'll see if we get more pictures and uh how it actually looks in the light i mean doesn't look a little little dark to you uh yeah definitely dark totally cool story what uh what do we got next uh margaret Wow, I'm looking at you for confirmation. I'm kind of butchering your <laughs> name right now. Just say it for me. Margot Roby. Margot Roby. Yes, absolutely. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> you, he nailed it, you know, before the show. Yeah, he just he psyched himself out. I guess. I, uh, I'm trying to think of positive. No, I know. I, I want to be I know. a positive person. I just wanted people to know that you did say I it right. I appreciate it. You know what? I appreciate it. That's a a, a thing that we need to do more often. Is compliment <laughs> each other as a society. <laughs> build each other up yes exactly well uh margo roby uh some big news came out today she has just signed on with warner brothers to star in a harley quinn suicide squad spinoff and she will also executive produce so that is some huge news coming out of the warner brothers today yeah um first of all for those who didn't listen to the review of the, the show what do you think about her performance I mean, it's definitely the one of the main highlights of Suicide Squad. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was typical. It was how Harley Quinn should have been, you know, in the in the TV show and the comics. I mean, I think it, she played it phenomenally in uh, in Suicide Squad. I, again, one of the highlights. Um, so yeah, I mean, her having an actual movie. I mean, I think it was in only a matter of time before it was actually confirmed uh, and announced. Uh, so I think I think this is nothing but good news. I mean, you obviously were f- favorable of her performance as well, weren't you? Oh, I absolutely was. Um, yeah, she helped carry the movie for me a lot. I uh, pretty much can't argue with what you just said there. She, uh, that's how I pictured Harley Quinn in my head. She uh, lived up to my expectations as far as that goes. Um, no, do, no new details out. It's just that she signed on with Warner Brothers. Spinoff. So my next question would be, what route? What route would they go with with a movie with her? You know, we've talked about Birds of Prey. Yeah, um, I don't know what, what, what kind of routes do you think? I, I gotta think that there has to have something to do with the Joker. I mean, because who knows when he's gonna be reintroduced again? I mean, I would think that maybe the solo Batman film, but with the new news that's coming out with Deathstroke, things like that. I mean, I, I don't know if he's gonna be a major part of it, or if 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 it, you know any part at all in the solo Batman film. So I assume it's gonna be something with the Joker. Um, I mean, I don't know much of her storylines in like the actual uh, TV sh- or in the uh, comics. Um, other than just her, you know, always being with the Joker. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would assume it would have to do something with him, but I mean, you're, you're more the comic guy. What, uh, what do you think? Well, I mean, we've kind of talked about it before. Maybe, uh, birds of prey. Yeah. A lot of the female characters on the same movie, like, you know, comics, TV show. She was friends with poison Ivy. They had a, a nice little connection together. Birds of prey was primarily Batgirl, black canary. Um, Huntress was in there before, so it could be a it'd be an interesting maybe all female lead cast. Um, hardly being the center of it, but you have yeah. maybe the introduction of a Batgirl or Black Canary or something along those lines, right? 
So, but yeah, I would be down for that. I mean, would you want to see Joker in? In uh... yeah, I mean, I would love to do it. You know, they have an abusive relationship in in the comics. Yeah, so it'd be not that I I can you know condone abuse, right. but maybe them having a huge fight and her like getting kicked out, and then yeah. it's like her her adventure. Yeah, because I mean, you got to think it's going to focus mainly on her, and to have Joker in there might, you know, take away from that. It'll kind of almost turn into a Joker movie. So yeah, now that you say that, I can see you know him not even being in it at all. You know, just kind of mentioned, and you know why she's off alone now. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll you know obviously find out more as as time goes on. But uh, but but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it was only a matter of time before we we found this out. And her producing, you know, it doesn't really do much. I mean, a lot of actors or producers in their own movies, it just kind of gives it a, an extra push, um, especially with the ex- executive producer credit. It's more of just a title than anything else. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's exciting. We'll definitely let you guys know uh, what we find out about it. Um, and then I believe we have a Marvel story next day. Eh? We do. We do, sir, absolutely. Um, for those that didn't see X-Men Apocalypse, we're going to have a little bit of a spoiler alert. Uh, for those that were patient enough to stay at post-production of the movie, post-production, wow, uh, post-movie, uh, the ending scene was um, Wolverine's blood being collected by SX Company, which is also uh, Mr. Sinister tie-in. So, the director of X-Men Apocalypse, Brian Singer, has confirmed Mr. Sinister will be in Wolverine 3. So, which honestly kind of surprised me because that's more of a Cyclops, Jean Grey villain. Um, yeah. Gambit has a lot more ties to him than Wolverine does. So, yeah, I mean, as a villain, awesome. Um, but Wolverine, uh, yeah, kind interesting, of interesting choice. What, what, are you, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about Mr. Sinister. Tell the, the folks at home who may not know. Well, I mean, where do I start out? He's he's uh, just a couple of like things to describe him. In the comics, he's a master manipulator. Uh, he's a very good strategist. Yeah. Uh, superhuman strength, durability. Uh, comic comic book wise, he's a genius. Uh, genius level intellect. Um, he has a healing factor, much like Wolverine. He's telepathic. Uh, he can shape shift. Uh, energy projection. Uh, like almost like what Jean Grey does, he can right. project stuff with his mind. Um, he's like number, I believe, number twenty nine on IGN's top one hundred list uh, com- comic book villains since that number twenty nine. So, yeah. So I mean, it seems like it'll be a you know awesome villain to finally have on screen because we've never seen him before in a movie, which was very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know much about him. Uh, you know, with that end credit scene in in Apocalypse, I kind of had to have explained to me because I didn't really understand it. But but yeah, I mean, I, I would assume he's going to have a fairly big role in it because there was an edit you know the end credit scene you know had to do with him um but yeah it's interesting that you say that he's mostly you know with you know gene gray and and cyclops, cyclops and things like that in the gambit more yeah so i mean that's that's kind of weird to me too that it's in wolverine 3 you know we've touched on this before rumor was x-23 being introduced in the wolverine movie right this could tie in because he's big into genetics messing with genetics that blood sample could be now him having developed a full x-23 the female wolverine and um so i could see that's how he could be involved it could also be a setup to let him open up into a gambit movie help channing tatum out that way introduce the character like i said he's got more ties with gambit so um that could be a time that way. Right. You can also retie back in the other X-Men movies. Like I said, Cyclops, Jean Grey, a lot of history there with them too. So, I mean, a lot of different routes they can go with it. I'll just be interesting to see how they, how they do it. Yeah. I mean, and obviously Patrick Stewart is in uh, Wolverine three. Um, so who knows? Maybe other X-Men characters will be in it as well. So, I mean, 
you know, it, it's Hugh Jackman's last movie is, is Wolverine. So, I mean, maybe it's going to go out with a bang with, you know, introducing or not introducing, but bringing back some of old characters, things like that, which would be real cool. So having Sinister in it would be would be cool as well. I mean, obviously, he's a, a fairly cool villain being number 29 on that top 100 list. Yeah. Uh, that obviously says something. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see who, who gets cast as Mr. Sinister, that'll be interesting to find out. So we'll, uh, as I always say, we'll let you guys know more as the story develops. But um, got another news story here. Um, just want to briefly go over this a little bit. Uh, looks like Benicio Del Toro is being uh, hunted down for the uh, starring role of the new Predator movie Ooh. by Shane Black. Ooh. Yes. Um, Black, uh, Shane Black, obviously, he made the original or wrote the original Predator movies. Um, had been talking about the film for quite some time before Fox formally announced the film for a release, which was then changed to February 9th, 2018, from March of that year. Uh, the filmmaker told Collider uh, of The Predator, which he said is his set in present day at this year's CinemaCon, he said, There's great Predator movies, but to actually play with the idea of making it an event, not necessarily in scale, it doesn't have to be huge, but it just has to feel like a Predator movie you want to see in the summer and line up for it. Um, so, I mean, it's obviously going to be a big movie, and yeah, he's he's wanting to uh, have Benicio Del Toro star in it. I mean, obviously, there's no news yet. There's no news whether or not uh, Del Toro is interested or not, but it's intriguing to me. Uh Benicio del Toro. I mean, he's a huge name now. It's uh, what? What do you think about it? Kaka. Uh, good. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. You know, I don't know if you knew this. James Franco's name was being tossed around for a little bit. Really. Uh, but this article doesn't even really mention anything about him again. And there was also talk of bringing Arnold back for a little appearance. Because uh, if you don't, if you never saw the original Predator, he was the only one to survive, and he killed the Predator. And got out of the jungle. Um, it'd be cool if they could tie that all back in. Um, obviously, yeah. um, it's a reboot, so I don't really know how they're going to do that. Unless they're going to keep it in the same universe as the, the other Predators. You know, you had Predator 1, Predator 2, which Arnold was the main character in that. Right. Danny Glover was the main character in Predator 2. Um, I never saw the new reboot. So Yeah, I didn't see it either. Um, Which was Adrian Brody, right? Mm. Adrian Brody was the guy for that. And that, maybe I think so. I think Adrian Brody. I believe he was in it. Yeah. But um, yeah. And, I mean, Benicio del Toro, though, perfect. Yeah, perfect for that action role. I mean, I, I just think back to Sicario. Yeah. I mean, if he's anything like that. Mm. Yes, please. Yeah. No, I mean, he's a he's a huge name now. I mean, obviously, you know. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny Glover, they were big names at the time, you know, when those movies came out. So, I mean, why not have another big name actor for this? And he's actually in early talks for it. Again, there's no confirmation whether or not this is true uh, or or what. But, I mean, Deadline's reporting it. Uh, Hollywood Reporter's reporting it. So, I mean, it's got to have some weight to it. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely cool that he is attached to it. It makes me more interested that they are bringing this back. So, Absolutely. Yep. All right. Oh, whoa. Got that new experience about to hit your ears right now, people. <laughs> Benjamin, tell them what, what time it uh, is. It's time for our Star Wars segment called Far, Far Away News. I didn't I know you were going to drum roll. I, I love it. I would have made it more dramatic. But yeah, we're going to just quickly go over some Star Wars news that's happening as we get closer to, to Rogue One and, and Episode Eight, things like that. So, um, uh, People are in an uproar right now, Brandon, because, well, not necessarily an uproar, but there's big hype around this. Explain, because explain to me, sir. Adam Driver. Uh, who's, was, Adam, who's Adam Driver? He played things? Kylo Ren in uh, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Okay. Adam Driver. Do you, are you familiar yeah, no, with am, his work? I am familiar okay. with his work. Great. All right, so Collider asked Adam Driver the following How was the script? Driver said, 
It's great. It's similar to how <gasps> The Empire Strikes Back has a different no, tone. No, he didn't. No, he For didn't. that people always go, oh, it's dark. But I don't always know that it necessarily is. It's just different in tone in a way that I think is great and necessary, but also very clear. He trusts that his audience is ready for nuance and ambiguity. Uh, he's not dumbing anything down for someone, and that's really fun to play. Uh-huh. Um he also went uh, when asked what was it like working with Ryan Johnson after knowing the character uh, Kylo Ren and now working a new gr- director. What was that experience like? Adam Driver said, maybe this is just me thinking of myself, but I'm surprised because in their shoes, I'd be way more stressed out than JJ and Ryan seem to be. Ryan is coming into something that he kind of set up and he just took it to the next level in a really great way. He wrote it too, and Ryan's writing is so clear. I learned a lot of things about my character through his writing. Some things we talked about before and some things we didn't. He was working on the script while we were still working on the first one. To understand what JJ was doing and take ownership from their Take ownership from there is kind of a remarkable thing. And he's the most polite, unassuming guy, and he was appropriately territorial about some things, but would still be the first to admit when something's not working. A lot of times you need to rise to understand what the script is. And perhaps I'm beginning to be unclear, but he's a great person to work with. So it took him a lot to say that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, bottom line, he might have made a boo-boo, might have maybe said too much, might have got our hopes up for nothing. But he compared the script to Empire Strikes Back in a way. What, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I can't believe he did that. I know. Yeah. To me... That is my favorite movie out of all the Star Wars movies, Empire Strikes Back. Hands, you hands, and me both. Hand, hands down, for me, that is my favorite movie. Yep. Um, just so much stuff, so many plots revealed in that movie. Um, that's That would be like, I don't know if I can say this, that would almost be like Jared Leto saying that his Joker is on par with Heath Ledger. Yeah. Like, that's... You yeah. Don't, you wouldn't do that. No. You wouldn't do that. And... I know. I yeah. Mean, it, I mean, if it did live up to that level, it would be an amazing movie. But I just don't... Not even... Not going to even be close. I get it, uh, if he's maybe referencing the script to being dark, like Empire Strikes Back was, a crucial moment in there, right. a game-changer plot thing. Yeah, it could be in a difference. I mean, yeah. he, he it almost seems like he tries to cover up what he said, like he said Empire Strikes Back, and then he was like, oh, maybe I should start saying this other stuff because I just said, compared this to Empire Strikes Back. Because um, he said it's similar how the Empire Strikes Back has a different tone to the first one, basically, is what he was meaning. Um, so, I mean, obviously, then... Which, I mean, it makes sense that Episode 8 will have a different tone than Episode 7. Um, whether or not it's dark or not, you know, we don't necessarily know. But, I mean, it, I think we know. It's going to be a little darker. I mean, the only thing I'm worried about, uh, I'm not, not worried about it because I, I had no problem with it. But you got all these people, you know, having problems with it. Uh, Force Awakens having so many similarities to A New Hope. It's a rehash of New Hope. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to say Episode 8 is just going to be a rehash of Empire Strikes Back. We know exactly what's going to happen. There's going to be a big reveal. Um, which might be true. There might be a big reveal. It might kind of have the same parallels of Empire Strikes Back. I don't have a problem with that, though. I mean, I, I had no. I mean, I saw the similarities with the New Hope and Force Awakens. I understood the parallels. It was absolutely not a remake. It was not a rehash. Uh, it's just uh, more poetic than anything to sound corny. But you know, it, history repeats itself. You're you're gonna have the same tones throughout history. And that goes the same uh, with the Star Wars universe. You're going to have parallels with uh, different uh, time uh, time frames. Um, so, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I can see people, you know, making a big fuss about this who did, weren't necessarily favorable of the yeah. fact that Force Awakens was so similar to A New Hope. But that's just my two cents. Um, any more thoughts on that? 
No, I mean, it's getting to the point where, where, I mean, I guess we shouldn't come down as hard as we are on him. I mean, shoot, he's only a human. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, um, I mean, I'm not trying to sound hard on him. I just, I can see people making this more of a deal than it really is. Like, basically what he meant is that A New Hope was one film, and then when Empire came, Empire Strikes Back came out, it was a totally different tone than what A New Hope is, and then... You know, similar with Force Awakens, Episode Eight's going to be a totally different tone than what uh, Force Awakens was, which is fine. I, but, uh, but yeah, I can just make see people making a big huff over nothing. But I, I, I feel you, brother. Yes, um, and then just a quick uh, story to go over: um, Lupita Nyong'o, who obviously plays Maz Cantana, Maz Cantana. I can never get her name right. The orange girl from uh, Force Awakens. With the the glasses. Yes, exactly. Um, So she was interviewed uh, because she was promoting a new film uh, at the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, She was asked by uh, Collider uh, News. She was asked, what was it like working with Ryan Johnson? Obviously, the director of Episode 8. She said, Ryan, I haven't worked with him yet. I've yet to shoot That's in My Future. Uh, Which is surprising uh, because she's already, you know, it's already said that she's going to appear in Episode 8. And Episode 8, I believe, is at least almost finished or is already finished principal uh, photography. So... Um, so, I mean, this makes it seem like she, you know, doesn't have that big of a role in this movie, which I, I mean, doesn't surprise me. I mean, and she's motion capture, so all yeah. of her stuff is going to be done on, you know, a total set, you know, she might not need too many people around her. Um, but, uh, yeah, she might not have a big role. She might not have much screen time, uh, or she just might not have much interaction with the you know main characters. Uh, what uh, any any thoughts on this? Or she might be getting killed. That too. That's. I mean, yeah, maybe she has a short role because she gets killed. Uh, that's um, also a possibility. No, like you said, it's a little. It's a little eye bending. Uh, makes you scratch your head. I, I mean, I guess this pretty much confirms. Yeah, because like. Yeah, I mean, not going to have that much screen time. Yeah, yeah I mean, because, yeah, Luke's done filming. Obviously, Mark Hamill, that is. Uh, I believe Daisy Ridley. I, like I said, I think principal photography is, you know, complete. Yeah, it is completed. So, yeah, I mean, show all of her stuff's going to be done, you know, either in reshoots or post-production, things like that. But, again, she's all motion capture, so technically she doesn't need to be around anyone when they make the scenes. Mm-hmm. So they could have filmed all their scenes with her. With just a, a puppet, yeah, just or a just a double, a fill-in, a stand-in, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. So, I mean, we really don't know at this point. You know, it's just something to, that's interesting. You know, don't want to read too much into it, but that was just one of the bigger news uh, stories that came out in regards to Star Wars this week. But, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. That's our uh, far, far away news. Uh and hope you guys like it. Uh, Why we, could we not have Rogue One out tomorrow? I know, I know. We're we're getting there. We're getting there. We're in September already, which is exciting. So I am happy for that. All right. So we are in. We're getting into Oscar film season. This is Benjamin's favorite time of the year. It is. It really is. For in more ways than one, not just movies, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, Oscar season. So, I mean, this is when all the films come out that are pushing to, you know, get nominated for Oscars, to win Oscars. They're all, they all come out, typically they all come out in the fall time because that's when it's just how it is. Uh, well, <laughs> how many, uh, I was curveball, how many nominees can there be for? category is there what's the max and what's the the minimum uh well best picture can have up to 10 um and then the acting categories are five so is there there a minimum for any of those no uh well i mean i i believe the best picture would be five minimum but yeah the minimum and maximum is for you know director screenplay actors or is five copy that's that's the number it is but yeah best picture 
maximum is 10 minimum five so i mean some years there is 10 some years there's eight some years there's nine um but yeah good question uh but yeah we're in the fall season this is when you know the, some of the best movies of the year come out um so we just wanted to give you guys a preview i mean obviously we haven't seen most of these movies a lot of critics haven't seen them yet because they're not out yet but these are just movies that are coming out because it's oscar season and you know you can tell that they're putting it out there for that oscar push to get nominated for those oscars some movies you've probably never heard of some movies you may not even hear of until oscar season that's just the way these oscar films are you know they're not big blockbusters they're you know they're more of the the art of movies i'd say mm-hmm. um so, I mean, what should we start with? Maybe get into Best Picture first and go, go then go to the acting, acting categories? Best Picture. Best Picture. Best Picture. All right. So, so I mean, some of the, the favorites right now uh, to win Best Picture, or, or I should, shouldn't say win, more like be, be nominated at least. Uh, let's go over that first. Let me just pull up. Uh, I mean, so first we have uh, Loving. Uh, which stars uh, Joel Egerton and oh man, I'm gonna I'll get to her name when I discuss the actress categories. I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, Loving, which is uh, Richard and Mildred Loving, an interracial couple, are sentenced to prison in Virginia in 1958 for getting married. Um, you know, obviously, you know a uh, civil rights type movie uh, mm-hmm. coming out in the. Uh, you know, around that time, obviously interracial couples were a no, no back then. Uh, so that's, that's going to be interesting. Um, and then, uh, we also have, I, um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to bring up, you know, some of the ones that stand out to me, uh, that are coming out, you know, in the fall, um, that uh that i i am kind of interested in and just even if i'm not interested in them i still want you guys to know what's coming out and what might be you know contending for oscars uh and also another one is manchester by the sea uh an uncle is forced to take care of his teenage nephew after the boy's father dies uh starring casey affleck um Another one, which I just watched the trailer for, which looks very intriguing, um, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Uh, 19-year-old Billy Lynn is brought home for a victory tour after a harrowing Iraq battle. Through flashbacks, flashbacks the film shows what really happened to his squad, contrast, contrasting the realities of war with America's perceptions. Um, and mm, then, interesting. yeah, interesting. yeah, that one sounds very interesting. Like he's, uh, it shows him at like the halftime show, um, of, I don't know if it's a Super Bowl or what, but, uh, it's a, some football game. He's in the halftime show, but yeah, he's, uh, he's, you know, America's seeing him one way and, but he keeps thinking back to the war of what actually happened, things like that. So yeah, that one, that one looks pretty good. Um, and then one that's been, talked about since you know 2016's oscars is uh the birth of a nation um with uh nate parker uh, directing and starring in uh in, in the description for that is nat turner a literate slave and preacher in the antebellum south orchestrates an uprising that one obviously is is gonna get some buzz uh and then we have uh, which is interesting to me because Denzel Washington directed this one, Fences. Um, an African-American father struggles with race relations in the United States while trying to raise his family in the 1950s and coming to terms with the events of his life. That one is intriguing. Uh, La La Land, a jazz pianist, falls for an aspiring actress in Los Angeles. This one is getting a lot of buzz after this Toronto International mm-hmm. Film Festival. That's with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Oh, that's the movie that they're... Okay. I, I know they were filming a movie together. Yeah, this one is actually... All the experts have this favored to actually win Best Picture. Really? Yeah. Um, and they have Emma Stone right at the top to win Best Actress for this. So definitely look out for this one. This is actually a musical too. Um, it's not you know it's not a musical all the way through. It's a musical slash comedy slash drama. It, I mean it's, you know if you're 
oh man, you know, you're a big tough guy. You might not admit to liking this. Yeah, that's me. Movie. That's yeah, me. That's you. That's yeah. you. Uh, but me, Mister Mister Sensitive over here, I I can't wait for this <laughs> to see this movie. Actually, it looks awesome. Um, definitely check out the trailer for that. Um, and then uh, there's lots of other other contenders. I obviously want to give you. Uh, see if you have any um and then one you know i'm in, always going to look forward to because it's got martin scorsese he's directing it uh silence uh the description for that and obviously it stars uh andrew garfield um liam neeson mm-hmm. in the 17th century uh to juice it juice it is it juice it j-e-s-u-i-t juice <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to defer. Something priests uh, face violence and persecution when they travel to Japan to locate their mentor and propagate uh, Christianity. Um, yeah, this, this just seeing the photo, we haven't had a trailer for this anyways, but it's got Martin Scorsese attached to it. Um, I'm down. Um, so, I mean, those are just some of the few uh, that I'm seeing that could have uh, be in contention for best pictures or any. Anyone's uh, you I missed or any what I mean what are the, which of these stands out to you which what are you looking forward to well, you know what um believe it or not you could you could throw the Jungle Book I think oh like yeah an, Jungle Book yeah. maybe an outside not, not necessarily an outside shot maybe on the inner track, no but um, I'm uh, not I wouldn't say the top of the pack but I could see them making a push um, what else caught my eye Sully just from the acting um, yep yep Sully. Uh, a lot of stuff that was catching Arrival that was kind of getting some buzz yep. around that. Yeah, Arrival. That's with uh, Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner. It's a you know sci-fi drama. Uh, in the description for that, for just so you guys know, a linguist is recruited by the military to assist in translating alien communications. Uh, definitely check out the trailer for that because it's definitely intriguing. awesome trailer. Yeah, awesome trailer. Absolutely. And a lot of these other movies that are on this list that I'm looking at. I would like to see a trailer and or actually see the movie. Right. You know, when we actually have a review, when we actually, all the movies are out. Right. Then the, 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 uh, we, we do this every, well, we did it last year. No, this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, we did. We, we, yeah. did, we did a thing this year. So we're going to have the same show similar to that where it'll be a full show just dedicated to Oscar predictions. Yeah, after exactly. After we watch the movies, we're going to actually, this year we're actually going to invest even though I might painstakingly hate the movie and have no interest, <laughs> I will watch it just so I can there you uh, go. give an That's honest what I'm opinion. I'm talking about. But yeah, I mean, this is just a preview. These are the movies we think, you know, we want to go see this fall. You guys should go see this fall because, I mean, they're definitely going to be talked about during award season. Um, any of the ones I mentioned, you're in, uh, I mean. Uh, no, all the ones you mentioned, uh, those caught my eyes when I was reading uh, reading up for this stuff. So all those, all the ones you've already mentioned, I'd probably, I'd know I'm gonna see, but well, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, another one that's intriguing, actually, and that's getting a lot of buzz around, is uh, this Moonlight. It stars that um, Mahershala Ali. He he was in House of Cards. He's been in um, Free State of Jones. I don't know, look him up. You'll 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 know him when you see him. But the description for that is a three-part narrative spanning the childhood, adolescence, and adulthood of an African American man who survives Miami's drug-plagued inner city, finding love in unexpected places, and the possibility of change within within himself. That's obviously could <laughs> you know that spans a lot of that could that could yeah. go anywhere but yeah it kind of has that dope feel to it yeah and uh yeah i mean it's it's getting a lot of buzz right now people have seen that one so definitely keep your eyes out uh for that check it out when it uh when it does finally come out and yeah again i mean i don't have release dates you guys can you know look up the release dates for these movies but yeah this this fall slash early winter sometime that's for sure um and obviously i mean i'm i'm i mean would you say there's a top one you're looking forward to seeing on this list or honestly uh birth of a nation for me yeah that's one i've been wanting to see for a while i remember when i saw the trailer kind of want to see that um the Girl on the Train, I believe that's oh, a movie yeah. I'm thinking about. I want to see yeah. that really bad, too. That's up there for me. Definitely, yeah. With Emily Blunt, yes. yeah, that comes out next month in October. Where I'm trying to get our press passes for that so we can see that early. So, um, What about you? 
Yeah, I mean, Birth of a Nation. I mean, when I first glanced at the list, yeah, Birth of a Nation definitely stuck out to me. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, we got a lot of, you know, <laughs> um, uh, you know, because obviously last year with the whole, you know, Oscar so white thing, we got a lot of contenders this week, this year for you know African Americans, things like that. Um, it's just interesting. It's just like the the very next year later we have all these contenders for that. But yeah, Birth of a Nation stands out to me, uh, regardless of the controversy around the filmmaker. Uh, can't wait to see that. Um, looks outstanding. Hearing great buzz about it. Um, so yeah, at first glance that stood out to me. But after you know looking more into this Billy Lynn's long halftime walk, that one, that one actually. Yeah, once, you the, once you read the, the narrative. To yeah, me. that's that one seems very. I watched the trailer uh, the other day. That that one seems awesome. Um, can't wait to check out that. But yeah, I mean even all these. I mean Manchester by the Sea sticks out to me too with Casey Affleck. I watched the trailer for that. Um, Obviously intrigued with Denzel, you know, him directing. Fences. Uh, yeah, Fences. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going to at least try to check out all of these. Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Um, uh, and then there's a, a Monster Calls. Uh, a boy seeks the help of a tree monster to cope with his single mom's terminal illness. I hear this one is outstanding as well, and I hear it's quite the, the tearjerker as well. Well, I was about to say that yeah. premise... <laughs> Just yeah, already sounds depressing to it's, me. It's dark. Or I mean, uh, I'm going to see that movie by myself. Yep. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. But, I mean, I mean, in yeah. the middle of the day, by myself, when everybody's at work, so That's when right. I'm crying by myself, it'll be a 60 to 70 year old person in the front row who cannot hear me cry. <laughs> already pre-planned. There you go. At least you're honest with yourself. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot. Like I said, when I see people have seen these movies, a lot of these movies have come out in festivals throughout the year that aren't necessarily out to the public yet. Like a lot of these movies have come out in this most recent Toronto International Film Festival. Um, so yeah, that's that's why there's a lot of buzz going on around right now. And then I have one more contender. I just want to explain the the title to is Lion. Uh, it stars uh, stars Dev Patel, who was in Slumdog Millionaire. Uh, he's you know even in contention for actor, which we'll get into in a minute. Uh, Lion, a five year old boy, a five year old Indian boy, gets lost on the streets of Calcutta. Thousands of kilometers from home, he survives many challenges before being adopted by a couple in Australia. 25 years later, he sets out to find his lost family. I hear this one's a tearjerker as well and is getting awesome praise. Um, so definitely check out all these movies. I mean, we're, we haven't seen any of them besides jungle book <laughs> um but uh but yeah i mean like i said they're not even out yet uh they're they've been in f festivals things like that but uh we'll let you guys know uh when we do see them but yeah i also wanted to talk about um actor you know the acting categories uh most of them are coming from these movies we've already discussed uh some of the top uh contenders right now are uh Casey Affleck, obviously, with Manchester by the Sea. Um, I don't know if I'm looking at the same list as you, but I, I have Joel Ed Ed Edgerton yep. uh, for Loving. Uh, that's that interracial couple movie. Um, we also have Tom Hanks for Sully. Um, but uh, there's also new ones uh, that are kind of top runners, the experts so-called experts are saying Denzel Washington for Fences is highly favored to at least be nominated. Ryan Gosling for that La La Land. And then one, um, the, uh, Michael Keaton for The Founder, uh, which is that movie about um, uh, Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's. Mm -hmm. If you haven't watched that trailer, definitely check it out. Would love to see Michael Keaton be nominated again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of these people, because, I mean, most of these people have already seen Manchester by the Sea, so I assume that's why Casey Affleck is, you know, at the top. But that would be cool to see him stay at the top. I, yeah. I, I you know, I like, like his acting. Can't wait to see Manchester by the Sea. Would love to see Ryan Gosling nominated again. Um Denzel even uh, mm -hmm. it's just interesting you know Nate Parker's kind of low down the list he's not yeah, uh, well, that, that high for Birth of a Nation that scandal's going to be over him this whole entire Oscar yeah. race so. absolutely um, 
But yeah, I mean, you got Denzel in there as one of the favorites right now. Uh, he's only African-American right now, acting-wise, it looks like. Um, well, in the leading acting category, it looks like there's... Well, besides Nate Parker, but I don't know if he's going to survive the yeah the whole scandal. We'll, I know. We'll find out when, when it comes to fruition, when it gets closer. We'll, we'll see if he gets a nod. Um, Even for director, I mean, because he, he, he directed that movie, so who knows if that'll affect his directing nomination. I would love to see Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Uh, at least get a lot more mention. Uh, like I said, the movie hasn't come out yet, but I would love to see him be up there, you know. so Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because he's coming out in that Hacksaw Ridge with uh, Mel Gibson mm-hmm. and also Silence with... Uh, um martin scorsese so he's got two two big movies coming out um that could potentially get him a nomination yeah i'd love to see that as well um and then i mean i'm surprised uh joseph gordon levitt's not higher up there for snowden obviously that comes out this weekend um so i mean he might go up a little bit once it comes out but just interesting to see where where things are falling right now i mean obviously we're still it's still early yet you know everyone not everyone's seen all these movies but uh um i i think the locks are gonna be casey affleck joel egerton and ryan gosling i think those three are gonna be nominated for sure okay Um, and then we have you say uh, tom hanks I didn't say that. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised with him as well. Um, I, he's almost a lock for me, but again, I, I, I need to see Sully. Yeah, I'm going to see the movie myself. I haven't seen any of these movies, but I'm still saying locks. But, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, and then we have Best uh, Actress. The contenders for that right now are... Uh, Viola Davis for Fences, uh, the, uh, you know, the, um, Washington thank movie. you, thank you. Um, then we have Emma Stone for La La Land, uh, which again is a heavy favorite. Uh, Ruth Nega for Loving, who stars with Joel Egerton in the, uh, that's the interracial one. Um, Natalie Portman for Jackie, which is interesting because that just got announced as a December release date. So obviously they're going to be pushing for that. That's obviously about Jackie Kennedy. Um, so yeah, she's, she's up on the list for this. Uh, Meryl Streep is obviously on the list for Florence Foster Jenkins. Any year she has a movie come out. So she seems like she's in talks for Oscars. Um, Emily Blunt is, uh, you know, down here with girl on the train at number nine right now for favorites to win. Um, I, I can't wait to see Girl on a Train, man. I just watched that trailer mm-hmm. again. That's can't wait. Um, any of these actresses stand out to you? Yeah, uh, I mean, once again, Amy Adams, Emma Stone, from what you've already told me, uh, Viola Davis. I think that movie. I think Vince is is going to make a splash. Um, there was a name I, I had on the tip of my tongue that I thought she was getting some credit for, but I haven't seen her on the list. Michelle Williams? Oh, no, I think she's uh, for supporting. Supporting actress. Yep. Okay, all right. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Okay, so, no, I pretty much agree with you on your list. You know, what about Kristen Stewart? I saw that as yeah. a long shot. Yeah, she she could be there. I think she's actually supporting as well. Um, yeah, she would be supporting for that Billy Lynn's long halftime walk. Um, or would, maybe she is for, you're showing me this right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm not sure if she's a leading, maybe she, I mean, maybe they will categorize that as a leading category. I'm not sure. And then real quick for best actor, I forgot about Matthew McConaughey has that gold coming out in late December. Mm -hmm. Uh, so look out for his name, maybe even, um, so again, this is a very early predictions, you know, I mean, anything can happen. I mean, it could be none of these actors we're talking about, which highly doubt. I'm sure it'll at least be a couple of them. Um, and then, yeah, just real quickly, we'll go over the supporting categories for supporting actor. There's that, uh, Mar- Ma- uh Mahershala Ali for moonlight, mm-hmm. uh, Lucas hedges for Manchester by the sea. Uh, they even have Steve Martin, uh, for Billy Lynn's, uh, long halftime walk. Uh, which would be, I would love to see him nominated for an Oscar. Must be a serious role. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. 
You even have Hugh Grant in there for Florence Foster Jenkins. Uh, this list, which I'm getting from goldderby.com, it just gives you like Oscar favorites, what the experts are saying, and gives you the odds of who's going to win, things like that. Uh, it has Jeff Bridges as um, number six for Best Supporting Actor uh, for Hell, Hell or High Water, uh, which I saw this week. I still need to give a review for that. Uh I'm itch- it's interesting to me because he's above Ben Foster, who was also in that movie, who I think would, you know, his performance was a lot, I wouldn't say better, but it's just it was more prominent. It was more, you know, he was just, yeah, I guess better. Better is the word. His <laughs> performance was better than Jeff Bridges. I mean, Jeff Bridges' role was great. It's just he was barely, you know, it was just... Mm-hmm. wasn't much to him you know ben foster you know actually had more character depth that had more more uh just more i don't know i don't know the word i'm looking for but ben foster's performance i thought was better than jeff bridges is what i'm trying to say but uh but yeah steve martin man if he that would be awesome to see him nominated for an oscar i'll tell you that much yeah absolutely um but, even as Robert De Niro in there for Hands of Stone, would love to see him get nominated again. Highly doubt he'll be nominated for that, but uh, interesting stuff there. And then, uh, and then the supporting actress categories, like you said, Michelle Williams from Manchester by the Sea. Um, we have Naomi Harris. What, what's up? No, I just want to throw a couple more guys out. Real, yeah. Oh like, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, Army Hammer. Oh yeah. Uh, I can't even say his name. Army right, Hammer. Thank you. Uh, Birth of a Nation. I've heard a lot of talk around his yep. acting for that. Old Warm Betty. Yeah. AKA Dick Tracy. Um, Jeremy Renner and Adam Driver. You know, those are a couple of big names uh, being tossed around as well. Yeah. And then, uh, so, yeah, Adam Driver for for which? Silence. Well, silence. silence. Yeah, that's right. Adam Driver for Silence. Jeremy Renner for Arrival. Um, Warren Beatty for Rules Don't Apply, which is his. He he obviously directed it, his first movie in a while, um, to say the least. Uh, but yeah, good good names, good call out there. Uh, yeah, Army Hammer, I've heard a lot about his performance, Birth of a Nation, so definitely check out that. And then real quick, just the Best Supporting Actress categories, like I said, uh, uh, Naomi Harris for Moonlight, um, Kristen Stewart, uh, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, uh, Aja, Naomi King for Birth of a Nation. They even have Nicole Kidman for Lion, Felicity Jones even for A Monster Calls. I mean, those are just some of the names that are being thrown out there as top contenders as of now. Um, any other names you see? I'm trying to just go down this list no, here. But I, no, no, no. Um, they... Just reading this little article right here. It says, Michelle Williams is a sure shot for her powerful supporting role as a young wife in Manchester by the Sea. While she doesn't have much screen time, she will land a nomination for one pivotal heartbreaking scene in which she attempts a reconciliation with her ex-husband. Gee, wow. Yeah. Michelle Williams, man. She can put that... You know what, man? Michelle Williams can put that acting on, man. She is... Yeah, absolutely. I actually like her as an actress a lot. No, so. definitely. Yeah, she's a <laughs> amazing actress. Uh, so yeah, that would be great to see her get a nomination and a win, uh, even. So, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, then we have best director. Um, right now, I mean, the the favorite to win right now. Again, this is movies people have you know critics have seen at festivals. Uh, La La Land, uh, G- Damien Chazelle for that. Uh, Kenneth Lonergan uh, for Manchester by the Sea. We have Ang Lee for Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Jeff Nichols for Loving. Even Denzel Washington is in the mix for Fences. Nate Parker, Birth of a Nation. Uh, they even I didn't even realize this. Uh, Ewan McGregor directed a film this year, American Pastoral. Um, and then obviously Clint Eastwood for Sully, you know, his name's going to be thrown out there. Um, so yeah, those are just uh, some of the few gonna, directors that I'm going to give a little shout out. Also John Favreau, there, Jungle yes, Book, yep. AKA Happy Hogan. Second time I forgot about Jungle Book today. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't be surprised if you see Jungle Book, uh, uh, nominated for best picture and best director. I mean, for, I mean, for him to direct 
that movie with it's basically all CGI except for the the kid for Mowgli. I mean that's that's pretty outstanding uh, for for the movie to come across the way it did and to to flow the way it did. So don't don't be surprised if you see him in there. Oh man, if John Favreau is nominated to best director, I will be one happy camper. But uh, but yeah, I mean I hope Jungle Book's at least nominated for best picture. That would be be cool as well. So. We'll see on that. But, uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that's just a little bit of the Oscar preview we have this year for you. I mean, obviously, Best Director, I mean, you got to throw Martin Scorsese into the mix. Um, you know, obviously, no one's seen that movie yet, but got to throw him into the mix as well. I, I'm glad I just remembered that because, and then even Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge uh, with Andrew Garfield, you know, look up for his name as best director. So, uh, we'll obviously be talking about this more uh, during award season. We just figured we'd talk about it now because we're getting into that season. Uh, absolutely. Getting into that fall season where all the movies that are going to contend for Oscars are. So, we want to let you guys know before they come out so you guys can go see them. Keep your eyes on them. That's exactly. what we want to give you. Yeah. Keep, keep track of them. Keep your eyes on them. Go watch them because, I mean, a lot of these movies aren't going to be, you know, advertised on TV. They're not going to be advertised you know, on, on, you know, your YouTube ads, things like that. So, you know, write down what we told you, go check them out. And, uh, you will be happy that you saw them before everyone else did. Cause when all the no- nominations come out and people see the, watch the Oscars are like, Oh, I'm going to go watch this movie now, but you guys will get to see them all before the actual award show. And you can fill out your ballots with confidence. I like it. Thank you, hey, man. He is very. <laughs> I told you, folks. He is very hey, passionate man. about this. It's like subject. I, I mean, I'm big into football. I'm big into the Super Bowl, but I feel like it's my Super Bowl is the Oscars. So I'm glad to to talk about it. We'll obviously talk about it some more uh, as the I'm year the goes quarterback. On. That's right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see these movies. We'll obviously let you guys know when we do and uh, give you guys reviews things of that nature all right brandon that's pretty much our show you got any more thoughts on the oscars no that was uh that was what the french called deja compenter <laughs> thank you thank you i didn't know you spoke french so that's cool all right so before we get going we would just want to talk about what's coming out next week but first of all follow us on twitter guys at blockbuster cast uh, my personal account is at bc cord brandon's is at Big, oh, yeah, big pop-up BB cast. Uh, email us any questions you have for the show or any suggestions uh, at block uh, or at bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. Again, that email is bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. Uh, rate, subscribe to us on iTunes, all of that. But uh, And tell your friends. Tell your friends about the show. Um, but uh, appreciate you guys, all your support and uh, what you do. Um, so first of all, we're going to talk about what, uh, what comes out this week and give you our predictions. Obviously we have uh Bridget Jones baby coming out. Brandon's excited for that one. I can oh, tell you that much. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Bridget Jones baby. Um, I think that's, is that the third Bridget Jones? I don't know. Um, Blair witch got another horror movie coming out. Blair witch. Uh, which is a continuation of, I believe, the original. Um, we have Snowden coming out, uh, which I was, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Um, still have high hopes for that. Would like to see George Joseph Gordon-Levitt get a nomination for that. Obviously, we'll, we'll maybe I'll we should wait till I see it, but uh, would like to see him nominated for something. Um, all right, so we have those three movies coming out. So, Brandon, where do you see the box office falling this week? Okay, well, I think I'm going to stick with, I'm looking at last week's, I'll I'll keep Sully, number one. Okay. Give me, uh, what's the bigger movie, Blair Witch or Bridget Jones, Bridget Jones, Blair Witch. I see more advertisement for Blair Witch, so I'm going to go with Blair Witch 2, give me Bridget Jones at 3? (laughs) <laughs> I'll take oh, or should I switch Snowden up Bridget Jones Snowden um, no I'll keep Bridget Jones there Snowden at 4 and uh, we'll keep one of the 
bow breaks since that was sitting at two. We'll push that down to five. All right. So we're going to flip flop again this week. Uh, my number one, I'm going to go Blair Witch. Uh, I just, I think horror is where, you know, the money is these days. I, I think people are going to go see that. Uh, so I'm going to go Blair Witch number one. Uh, I'm going to go Soli number two, Bridget Jones number three, Snowden. Oh, maybe not Snowden. Uh, it's between Snowden and when the Break. Yeah, I'm going to go Snowden four and when the brow breaks five. Uh, so yeah, we flipped up, flip-flopped our one and two. So uh, Blair Witch, come on. Make some money so I can win this week and Brandon can stop making fun of me. Um, but uh, I had a good time today, Brandon. I as well, sir. We're coming up on that big 3 0 episode. I know. I know. Have to maybe have some kind of phone in or special yeah. guest. We'll have to have a guest. You have to have the champagne going. You know, maybe. Uh, Maybe your cousin who's in movies. Ooh, yes, yes. We're gonna try to have uh, try to have him on. I'll give him more details and maybe even name once he uh, agrees to be on the show, which he kind of did. But but yeah, we'll we'll get into that. We're we're gonna have a special guest very soon here. Getting on that number thirty episode, we're gonna get to that year mark. It's almost been a year since we've been doing this, yeah. so uh, we'll definitely have some special events coming up for you folks um and look forward uh we'll be doing some kind of top five list not sure yet but yep. we'll have a top five list next week on a subject we'll put it on twitter maybe get some uh, fan interaction once again you can always write us shoot our email what's what is our email bb entertainment cast at gmail.com bb entertainment cast at gmail.com I like it, sir. I like it. So yeah. keep your eyes open for that. Uh, see what maybe what you guys want to hear, what kind of list you want us to do. Absolutely. And uh, we'll get something to you. Can't wait. All right, guys. That is our show. Appreciate you guys joining in as always. Uh, catch us next week, same time. It is Blockbuster Mentality. Brandon, say goodbye. Benjamin. Say goodbye. <laughs> All right, guys. That is our show. Grab your popcorn. Grab your snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.